Running your own business can be lonely, finding reliable professionals difficult, and generating new business challenging, but not when you have a business network. NewGen Networking provides its members with new and exciting business opportunities, with the chance to build lasting relationships with vetted businesses who can act as your sales team and solve the issue of who to turn to in your hour of need. With a range of flexible and affordable solutions, NewGen apply tried and tested principles in a modern way to suit today's world. To find the right option for your business, visit newgen-networking.com or call 033-600-680. NewGen Networking. New business, new contacts, a new generation of networking. Listening to the New Gen Podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Here is an interview with one of our members from the Da Vinci Hub. This week we have Richard Wiltshire from Direct Cleaning. A round of applause, please. So Richard, affectionately known in the group as Richie, so I'm going to call you Richie going forward. Um, just as a little, and I know we've had a chat before, um, and there's a few specific things, but niche markets you want to talk about today. But just as a sort of to start, can you just a little bit about what you've been doing recently and where you're up to? We're a cleaning company. We're based in Bromborough, and we provide a whole host of cleaning services from window cleaning, carpet cleaning, pressure washing, office cleaning, gutter clearing. Um, I've been really busy last few, well, last month learning ballroom dancing for a charity event that I'm doing at a Titanic Hotel next week. Um, but today I want to talk about hoarding. Been doing a lot of work, I mean, with hoarding clearances and such things. So, can you just tell us how you got involved in that? And so, we sort of fell into it in 2018. Um, I set up the wayside of the business, and when I was advertising it all over social media, a friend of mine, Tony, contacted me. He was a hoarding specialist for. A housing association based in uh, Liverpool. Um, he requested that we started carrying out hoarder clearances because the company they were using were using like a transit van and they were having to do multiple loads. So we seen the size of our van and he thought it'd be a good idea to get us in to carry them out. This then led on to carrying out deep cleans for them with us being a cleaning company. Um, so working for housing associations, there's an actual fact that social housing and mental health are closely linked. People with mental health are more likely to live in poor housing, um, social housing, council type properties, poorer environments. Uh, these properties often have issues uh, which in turn affect mental health. They can't afford gas, they can't affect afford electric, so they're living in cold conditions, they have mould and also nightmare neighbours. This then leads on to their mental health spiralling out of control, which might lead on to hoarding the general care of the, themselves decreases. Um, some of these properties that we go to it's really not nice conditions to work in the pay is great which is quite rewarding for us um, but something I'm really passionate about working in um, one of my values is to try and help people So, and you've got some facts and figures haven't you on the, how it's affecting people mental yeah. health wise when, when you hear the facts I predict we'll be carrying out a lot more of this work in the future uh, a lot more people are suffering mental health so one in four people in the UK suffer mental health. 
in the UK there's currently thirteen billion pounds being spent on mental health per year and the average suicide per year for people who've been in touch with mental health authorities is around sixteen hundred a year, so it's mm. nice to try and help these people. Yeah. And it might might save them taking their lives. Yeah. And do you need any sort of special training, qualifications and in the company if you just get into this? Initially when we began doing these, um, we carried out a bit of research on PPE and stuff and what was expected to comply, but I just didn't feel confident after doing the first few. Um, wasn't quite sure of the risk involved to an extent, so I needed to know how to minimise risk of exposure and the infections involved. So I enrolled on the Biohazard Trauma Crime Scene Cleaning course run by National Academy of Crime Scene Cleaners, which was a massive eye-opener. Um, we learned essential safety precautions, learned correct procedures. Um, we were left open to catching diseases such as impetigo, scabies, he hepatitis A, B, C, body lice and TB. Um, so we also found out that we needed inoculations and vaccines from the doctors to yeah. prevent us from catching these. Um, from the course we learned about how to fog, disinfect, sanitise, killing all the germs in these uh, properties. The types of bacteria that are present, um, obviously when you're hoarding rubbish and food and things like that, you're going to get pest infest infestation, um, so we learned about controlling things for rodents, fleas, insects, bugs, using insecticides and flea bombs etc. We also joined uh, organisations which are there for hoarders, um, one of them is called hoardingdisorders.org. Um, I've been on a few of their webinars where they teach your insights into why people hoard, how it affects them, and you learn about treatments yeah. to try and combat hoarding. It's, it's obviously quite a specialist area then really, isn't it, from, a, from just doing what where people maybe just think you're doing yeah, winter cleaning. I would say now after three years, market, isn't it? after three years now we are, I would class ourselves as specialist yeah. for the clearers. Um, right. We're fully compliant, we have all the correct waste licences, the correct procedures to dispose of hazardous waste um, nice. and general mixed waste. We're fully compliant with all the paperwork, all our staff are fully trained in dealing with biohazard and the risks involved in cleaning the trauma sort of cleans and we've got an understanding um, being part of the hoarding organisation and how to deal with the hoarders because nice. they can be quite um, yeah. unpredictable yeah. On, on the jobs. I mean, we turn up to some jobs and we have to walk away because they're not ready for it mentally. Yeah. Um, some of them start freaking out while we're there. Um, right. We're trying to take their possessions that they've been yeah. building up for years and they, they lose the plot. So we have to sort of go outside and take 20 minutes, sort of let yeah. the. Um, Housing officers sort of chat with them and things. So, I mean, I mean, obviously they mentioned before there's the uh, there's a program on the TV, isn't it? So, well, I was fine when you watch that. It's quite surprising. Um, I mean, is, is there any sort of signs, or you know, we might know, you might be living next to someone who does that, or any sort of specific things that you can look out for, really? Um, the, the, there's a tool that you can use. So, if any of your family are dealing with mental health. Um, you see it on the tables there. It's a clutterating image. This is a tool that helps standardise definitions of clutter by showing a series of images from one to nine. It depicts rooms of various stages of clutter. This allows the client, housing officer, or another observer to select the image on the scale that best corresponds with the state of the, the main rooms in your home. A lot of these housing associations that we work with, the neighbourhood teams work, also work with social, social services. So if anyone is um, suffering with poor mental health, 
so they're having difficulty cooking, cleaning, washing. You can request the care assessment from social services, right. and then they can put you in the direction of the council. And there is funding available for help with hoarding. That's right, so great. So how how do you think we, the people here today, and within you, what sorts of people can we help? I know, I know, obviously that's a main area you're working in, but there's other things you do as well. well a lot of people like to uh, keep it private. I mean, there might be people in this room that hoard. We we were doing a job yesterday, and you could see in the house next door. The dining room at the front of the house was yeah. hoarded property, the back garden, yeah. there was pallets and it was just all overgrown and stuff. But um, introductions to social workers, com uh, charities like Age Concern, Mind, if anyone's got any um, contacts in housing associations, um, if you've got any friends or family that are dealing with mental health, right. often people with mental health won't invite you around to the properties and things because they might be hoarding because they're living in squalor and stuff. Um, yeah. Environmental health councils, animal welfare teams, and also fire services. They go around and have to do safety checks and things. I know you were uh, chance to mention your, your ballroom dancing as well, and that's something probably help. But uh, what's that about that you're doing? Um, it's actually for Mind, um, right. Widow Mind, and <coughs> Shelter, which deals with homelessness. Um, it's on the 19th of March at the Titanic. And we, can, we can pay to stop your dancing. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to raise the money so they don't yeah. have to dance. Brilliant. Okay. Um, does anyone have any other questions or anything? What's the worst thing you've ever dealt with, like in terms of like filth and stuff like that? It, Generally, the outside of the crime scene, the, the, the telly programs that you see, they, they deal more with like obsessive compulsive hoarder problems. And the ones that we deal with, it's more chronically disorganised hoarding. So a lot of these properties that we go to, they're living in. I mean, there's some that we go around. They've got bottles full of piss. There's shit, there's animal feces, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, but we're actually in talks now with the uh, producers of Hoarders on Channel 5, so we could be appearing in the summer. Richard, noticed on uh, social media there's an awful lot of fly tipping uh, suddenly appearing again. Yeah. Um, I know that obviously keep on trying to recommend you to, to people who, who flag it up, but why do you think it's become a, a, a problem so recently? Cost involved in waste removal. Uh, even the councils are now charging the tips. Well, I know Cheshire West are for rubble and plasterboard sort of. Um, they're charging about four pound a bag. Um, so the cost, it's, it's it's a very expensive. People see us. They don't see the the other avenues that the waste has to go through to dispose of it. Uh, we take it to a waste transfer site. Waste transfer site of our vans full of mixed waste. They're then having to split all that waste and send it to different places to get further recycled or disposed of at landfill. There's a lot of people who, there's a lot of companies who say they can clear as well and they can't, can they? So they'll, they'll go and collect your stuff and then they go and dump it. Yeah, I, I constantly bang it all over social media, but 99% of the people that we do waste jobs for don't ask for a waste transfer note. We don't actually have to give it by law for a domestic job. Right. For commercial, we do have to give a waste transfer note, but no one ever has to see our waste transfer license. Sorry. No one has to see a waste transfer note. And if you're using someone, obviously people go for the cheapest job, cheapest per person. Mm. And these are the ones that are just fly tipping down the lanes. Yeah, I've got a question too. You can get there, like a skip can't. If a skip can't get in, you can get there, like maybe a That's flat it, or yeah. something. Obviously, like if it, for a lot of disabled people, elderly, that might struggle with removing waste. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be where they can't get a skip. We do all the heavy lifting for them. 
Rich, is there anything you can't move? Or can you move pretty much? We're not allowed to dispose of like gas canisters, tyres they don't like. I don't know why, because they can get recycled into like playground sort of safety floor in the company, but they don't like tend to like them for some reason. Asbestos, you need to be specially trained. So I try to avoid that. You've done a number of waste collections for me, Rich. And uh, one of the, the massive um, pluses for using um, Richard's firm is that they will actually collect all the waste that's around a property. So when you get a skip, you'll have to employ labourers or whatever to move that stuff. Rich brings his own guys. So you, there's a massive cost saving there. And of course, it's... Um, it's very easy to have the waste removed. It, it's done and quickly done. But just as a as a kind of um, reference to Rich's uh, uh, professionalism, I'm doing a job at the moment where there's stuff which c could be described as a biohazard, and it's being bagged up, uh, and it needs to be removed by, you know, the correct. Uh, waste removers and I asked Rich and, it, and he, he he actually pointed me in the direction of someone that's like like asbestos um, he, he, he won't just take it and bang it in the skip it's got to go in, in the right place like so um, I definitely recommend Richard for the professionalism where that's concerned you you won't be getting this stuff coming back to you because it hasn't been placed in the correct place that's it thank you okay thanks so much going on from right. what Tony said I'm conscious I mean you could bang it in your waste waste van but then them poor lads at the waste transfer mm. site are sifting through it all they don't want really to put their hand in oh, no, no. feces or whatever so can we have a, a final round of applause for Richie please If you would like to visit one of our online or face-to-face -face hubs, visit newgen-networking.com and book a place. Get social at Network New Gen on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn.